everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi, everyone. I hope that you're doing well wherever you're at in the world. Today is going to be another Chats with Shauna episode where I speak casually about life and everything that's been going on with me, my family, and the world around us. If this is the first time you've listened to an episode of this type, just be aware it's a little bit more unprepared than other episodes. I speak in a free-flowing fashion. I will ramble. But there is a good reason why I do these episodes. It's because they're natural. I'm not really sure if I mentioned this before, but way back when I was a youngin, or in my college years, I studied abroad in Berlin, Germany. At the time, I was learning German, and every day on my way to class, I would listen to a podcast called Schlaflos in München, which was hosted by a quirky, intelligent woman named Annik. Uh, occasionally she'd have guests on the show, but other times she would just fly solo. And while on her own, she would ramble. I mean, she would talk with little to no direction about anything and everything that came to her mind. For me, it was like listening to a friend after she had a long day of work. And you know what? I loved it. Those were my favorite episodes mostly because she explained mundane life stuff, things that happened in the day, insights on German culture and its people. Sometimes she'd even talk about really random things, such as like, I don't know, how she spilled spaghetti sauce on her white shirt and how she got the stains out, or how she conserved energy by flipping the light switch off when leaving a room. Yeah, I actually can't remember the details of the episodes, but yeah, it was something like that. I'm sure these episodes may have been a little bit dry for native German speakers, but for me, it was like hitting the jackpot in terms of useful everyday words and phrases. These types of free flow episodes also let me hear how she connected her thoughts and interrupted herself flawlessly. Now, those were skills of a native speaker. And for me, as a learner, they were worth copying. So I'm sure you see where I'm going with this. I hope you get as much value from these Chats with Shauna episodes as I did with Miss Anik from Munich, because content-wise, they're similar. So yeah, let's chat. I have one main topic that I want to cover today, which is nesting. But I can't really begin talking about that until I mention the news here, which has been pretty intense recently. I'm sure if you've signed on to any social media platform in the past two weeks, you saw the mention of riots, protests, and the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Just to refresh you, on May 25th, the murder of an innocent black man named George Floyd resurfaced the recurring issue of police brutality on law-abiding African Americans. That event was a catalyst for a larger discussion on discrimination and systemic racism, and it's all the buzz right now. 
The thing is, it's a very complex issue or issues, I should say. So complex that I've been wondering how to best articulate myself in a way that as a listener, you'll get an in-depth understanding of how certain tensions developed in the United States and how different historical events brought us to where we are today. I want to be able to help you lead meaningful discussions in English about race relations. But as I said, it's complex. I don't want to simplify something that's so important and sensitive, so you'll need to hold your horses. I will talk about this in the near future. Until then, I encourage you to read in depth on the matter. There's new news on it every day. Find productive and non-toxic conversations so that the topic doesn't keep you awake at night like it did with me in the beginning, and then form your own opinions. When trying to come up with a podcast episode this week, I debated quite a bit about whether to talk about nesting, which is a process when pregnant women and actually a number of animals like birds and rodents and pigs prepare their environment for an upcoming birth. The word nesting may make you think of a nest, which is where birds lay their eggs and feed the little birdies after they hatch. The nest is also a place where the mother and father can nurture their young. It also provides protection from potential predators before the young are able to go out and take on the world, right? So as a human, though, you can also call your home a nest. It's not common, but it gives the impression that your home environment is a cozy one that you want to come back to. So a few days ago, my mom came over to my house because she agreed she would help me with a long list of to-dos before the baby is born. And when she glanced down at them, she immediately went, Shauna, you're nesting. Now, according to the American Pregnancy Association for Women, nesting is a natural instinct in humans as well as animals, and it's a period when expectant mothers fill the urge to clean, organize, and get things ready at home before the onset of labor. Now, for some, this could mean scrubbing grime out of the shower cracks with a toothbrush. For others, it could mean painting rooms different colors or reorganizing bookshelves, shoe racks, and cleaning everything in the fridge. It almost sounds like something that could be invented, but it is common, and I looked it up. There is a biological explanation for it. It has to do with a sharp increase in a few hormones, estradiol, progesterone, and prolactin. Some sources say these hormones can kick in at any period of time, whereas other sources claim that women are most likely to get this sudden burst of energy to prepare during the last two weeks of pregnancy. An old wives' tale even says it's a sign that labor is coming. So who knows? I'm not sure exactly when most people get this, but they do. For animals, it usually kicks in shortly before birth. According to what I read, domestic dogs and cats will look for small nooks or little spaces to settle in and then gather comforting items such as blankets, clothes from your laundry basket, or even stuffed animals to put inside of it. According to Livestock Science, 
Wild pigs may even walk up to 6.5 kilometers to find a cozy spot with the right temperature to keep their newborn piglets healthy and warm. These are forms of nesting. Now for me, I'm not walking long distances or making nests for the newborn that's on its way. I'm not so sure that my hormone levels have altered or from a biological perspective, nesting has set in, but I am 28 weeks pregnant, which is the very beginning of the third trimester, and I'm realizing that my normal, peaceful routine is about to come to an end. In the past two weeks, I've drastically changed my daily activities to start getting things done in and around the house. Actually, I made four different to-do lists to help me organize this all, and I'll go through these with you. So if you're interested in learning some odd and useful vocabulary, get your pen and paper ready. The first list is filled with chores and errands. So chores are activities that you need to do around the house. Usually they're part of your routine, and frankly, I'm not sure anybody wants to do them. For example, washing the dishes is a chore, doing laundry is a chore, sweeping leaves out of the rain gutters on the roof is definitely a chore, taking out the trash is a chore. Kids or teenagers might have to complete a weekly list of chores in order to get their allowance, allowance being the money that their parents give them to purchase things. Errands, on the other hand, are activities or tasks that you do at locations away from home. For example, dropping off a check at the bank to be deposited would be an errand. Going to the grocery store to get essentials or mailing a package at the post office would also be errands. And in English, we say we run errands, which just means that we do them. This week, for example, I need to run some errands. I need to go grocery shopping because we're going camping this weekend and I've got to buy a few things for dinner and, of course, chocolate and marshmallows and graham crackers for s'mores. I'll also need to find and buy some floaties for Julia. Floaties are inflatable devices that kids use in the water so that they don't drown. Um, Of course, we'd stay next to Julia the entire time. Um, She's only a year and four months. but. Yeah, I can imagine getting closer to the due date will run different types of errands. I know we'll be getting things last minute that we've forgotten about, and I'm sure we'll do a major grocery store run to buy a bunch of food to store in the freezer so that we can have warm meals after the baby is born. Some of the chores I have for this week, and I'm looking at my list now just because some of these are super random. First is scrub inside of the oven, which I am dreading. That is definitely a chore. The second thing is spray weed eater. Now, weeds are those plants that are invasive. You don't want them. You didn't plant them. They just grow. Um, So weeds are growing around my fruit trees in the backyard. I have a lemon tree, a orange tree, and a lime tree. And they're sprouting around the trees. So I don't want to have to weed the garden once we have a new baby in the house. So that definitely made the list. The next thing is cover plants. So 
last year we grew some tomatoes and we have this family of squirrels in the backyard that waited until they were plump and red and ripe and juicy to eat through half of all of them, (laughs) which made me so angry. And now this year I have three different tomato plants and right now there's over 20 different tomatoes growing, but they're all green. And I don't want to wait until they're red to see them all half eaten. I want to create a cover so that they're protected from the very um, nice and evil squirrels that live in our backyard. We have like a love-hate relationship. But anyway, as the due date gets closer, I'll definitely do some other chores. For example, go through old letters and cards that have accumulated over the years. I'm not really a hoarder. It's not my type of personality, but I have a hard time getting rid of sentimental things that really serve no purpose anymore. Anyway, the main thing to remember here is that chores are these routine-like tasks that you do around the house. They're just kind of annoying. And uh, errands are simply tasks that you need to do away from your house. Now, on my second list, I have redecorating tasks. And a task, as you probably know, is something that needs to be completed. So to-do lists are full of tasks. I wouldn't really consider redecorating a chore. It's not really necessary to do or annoying to do. But you might say that these are sort of nesting activities. So I'll preface this one. When Lucas and I moved into our current house from Sao Paulo, Brazil, back in August of 2018, I think it was, we had nothing except a few suitcases. Fortunately, my parents' friends and aunts and uncles saw our move as an opportunity to give us some things that they no longer needed or things they just wanted to get rid of. Everyone was very generous and like magic, the room started to get filled. Now, two years in, I look around, and while there's some really nice things, other things just don't really fit into our space and clash with the color scheme we've got going. So we've decided that we were going to redo pretty much everything. (laughs) We've actually made it partway through the list already, so let's go through it. We've already hung a beautiful entryway mirror and rearranged the furniture in our living room which looks much more inviting now. We hung a mini chandelier in my office so I can work in style. I hung key hooks in the entryway so there's a place to hang our keys when we come in the front door. We've been misplacing them a lot recently, but now that problem should be fixed. We'll see. In the next two weeks, we plan on hanging lights in the kitchen and in the entryway that match better with the decor. In our bedroom, we'll be painting the headboard on our bed and getting new blackout curtains for our room that actually block out the afternoon sun. If you've ever been to Sacramento area in the summertime, you'll realize just how miserable the heat is. You sit even in a room with regular curtains and you feel like you're roasting. So... In the front of the house is my office, and we're going to convert that into an extra bedroom so it can serve as a room for guests when they come over to visit. 
but it'll also be an extra sleeping area for us when the baby is born. So we're not both woken up five times a night when the baby makes noise. Anyway, with all those different activities we're planning on doing inside, I'm curious to know, do you think that's nesting? We just realized if we don't do this now, we might have to wait another year and a half until we actually get these things done. At the end of it, we'll also be having a garage sale. I'm not sure if garage sales exist where you're from. Uh, Sometimes they're just called yard sales in the U.S., but they're really common in my area. So basically, you post about the sale on Facebook and hang posters around the neighborhood that lead people to your driveway (laughs) where you put little price tags on all of the things that you want to get rid of and you sell them. So we might do that in just a few weeks from now, although I'm not sure if anybody will come because the coronavirus is still present, but we'll see. List number three is all about the new baby. So last time I was pregnant, my mom threw me a baby shower and Lucas and I got so many nice gifts for Julia. We were gifted a crib and a bassinet for sleep time a stroller for when we want to go on a walk with her around the block. They call strollers prams in British English, by the way. And we got a car seat, a baby bath. What else? Tons of toys and clothes, binkies and blankets. Um, This time, all that I need to do is wash the little clothes with some baby detergent and hang them up on the little pink hangers I have. I'll also need to scrub her baby bath that went into storage so that she can have a nice bath on one of her first days home. We need to clean her bassinet and the sheets, which is where she'll sleep for the first six months before she's upgraded to a crib. We have to install the new car seat we got in the car, which I really hope is not too difficult. And all of that stuff is definitely doable, especially because we have my mom and she'd be super stoked if I handed off some of these tasks to her. And I wouldn't really call these chores. I keep emphasizing this because I think this is important to learn. Um, We wouldn't really call these chores because I think these are fun things to do. Chores are annoying. Um, Yeah, hanging up baby clothes is pretty cute. So we're just going to call these tasks. The fourth list is everything that I want to do with the podcast and the website. And if anyone has been on the website recently, I mean, I know you have, (laughs) or a lot of you have, you'll notice that I've made some updates. First of all, there's now a blog section where I've already posted some mini English lessons. I hope in the future to embed some videos there and make some quizzes available. I've also thought about writing little blog posts that have challenging vocabulary explained. I always wanted to find something like that when I was studying foreign languages, you know, travel writers and people going on adventures with words highlighted and explained. I thought that would be super cool, but I could never find that. So maybe I'll do something like that for you if you're interested. And as for premium content, I've recently decided to add five different mini books I've written one grammar book with tons of exercises. I know that it would be helpful if you have an intermediate level and want to move to an advanced level in English. And a guia de sobrevivencia de inglês, (laughs) 
uh, for Portuguese speakers, which is essentially a, a survival guide for English. So what do you think? Am I nesting? Have you ever been in nesting mode? Did you have extensive to-do lists like I do? What was on them? Feel free to post what nesting was like for you on Instagram if you'd like. You can find me at American English Podcast. Before we wrap this up, I'd like to also mention that apart from all of the craziness here, uh, Lucas, my husband, has had a lot of exciting things going on in his work life. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, he's a music producer and songwriter, and in the past month, he's had six different songs released. One of them is now top of the charts on the radio in Brazil, which is really cool. Now, I'll post some of the links to his recent songs in the episode notes if you want to check them out. I'll also play one at the very end for you. That's it for today. If you're interested in premium content, be sure to sign up to premium content at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. So here's a song that was written by my husband, Lucas, and his friend, Bruno Kaliman and Hoffa Torres. And Hoffa is the one who is singing. Talk to you soon. Bye. A vida é um rio Estamos no mesmo barco Remaremos juntos Pra onde vai esse rio Ainda não sabemos Mas remaremos juntos Ainda temos estrelas pra alcançar Pra sonhar Flores pra regar Mas precisamos fazer isso juntos E vamos fazer isso juntos Não seremos os mesmos jamais Se a gente fala menos, agir mais Seremos os mesmos jamais
É só olhar pro céu Não estamos sozinhos, não Não seremos os mesmos jamais Se a gente falar menos é demais oh, 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 Não seremos os mesmos jamais Se a gente falar menos e agir mais 